podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's episode of 49ers Unrestricted. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how are you doing this fine Monday morning? Good morning, Niner Nation. I am well. Happy Monday. Happy start to your week in mid-May. Yeah. We are underway. Yeah, it is mid-May. It is officially a slower time during the NFL offseason. Rookie camp has just started, so the rookies are are reporting for duty. So we're sure to hear some Brock Purdy uh, news any day now. But yeah, definitely a slower time in the in the 49ers offseason. The big NFL news was the schedule release was was last week because the NFL is on a quest to dominate every month of the year. And so their attempt to get the month of May is to release the schedule on a live like televised broadcast where they they dole it out one but one game at a time. So that happened. Um, Maybe to kick off the episode, Daniel, we. I know we didn't set out a full outline. I want to start with our schedule release takeaways. We, we each just looked to pick a, a favorite game off the 49ers schedule. We will, we will break it down in detail in the weeks to come. Like we did, we did last off season, but to start, we just, we took a quick glance and we each have, this is probably the game I am most excited for. So Daniel, you want to go first for that? Yeah. Just a couple of notes on some other games. I like I only like this game if Trey Lance is the starter from day one in the 2022 2022 season against Justin Fields. I think Trey Lance going against Justin Fields. Um, neither of them started the year last year. I believe Fields took over an injury in like week two last year. Yeah, Fields was starting fairly early. Early, but he was not designated the starter from day one of the season. And so now that he is, and hopefully Lance is, that'll be a fun matchup. Yeah. Um, obviously being in Denver against Russell Wilson is going to be a fun one just to see, you know, former foe, new, new place. Um, but the, the, the one that I am truly, truly excited for is might not make sense to a lot of you because my, if I had to choose a second favorite team, people have asked me at times in my life, if you had to choose a second favorite team, that's not the Niners, I would say, the Los Angeles Chargers. Love blue, love the colors, love Justin Herbert. Think they're a fun team. And if I can't pick a team with Nick Bosa, why not pick the team that has Joey Bosa? So I'm excited fair. for that game. And Khalil Mack, which doesn't seem fair. Right, and JC Jackson. Um, I'm excited to see those teams, those brothers face off on the defense. So that'd be a ton of fun. Um but if I had to choose a different game that wasn't just another team I liked and was excited for, it would be either of the Rams games, but it would actually be the second Rams game in L.A. because we know that Niners fans will forever take over the Rams stadium when we play them. So that is what I'm most excited to see. Timmy, what is what is your your big game that you're looking at? Yeah, I also have a Rams game. I have, I think, the other Rams game, the October 3rd home 49ers home Rams game. It's a Monday night football game. It's week four. I think the reason I'm picking that one is, is really super simple compared to what you said. Everything you said stands. These have been great matchups over the last few years. 
They are the Rams have become the 49ers number one rival right now. No doubt about it. I'm just excited for this one because it's earlier in the season. And I think it's going to be the 49ers first real slug fest. So yeah, I think that one's going to be fun. I think it's my runner up is week 14 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That should be a great game. Yeah. I see Timmy and I just chatted for a second before recording about the games. And I looked at that one and I was like, this has to be Timmy's game, or at least it has to be in the conversation. And I was more terrified for this game and I'm not, not wanting to see that. It is always scary to play Brady, but it's fun. Just knowing that Brady essentially wanted to be a Niner and no one else was about, well, I guess we don't know. The speculation is that he wanted to be a Niner and it didn't happen. So I love, I love a salty Tom Brady. Yeah, but that's terrifying to play a salty Tom Brady. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. So now that the schedule release news is out of the way, we're going to catch up on a couple other breaking news pieces that have happened for the 49ers since we last recorded right after we recorded two weeks ago, the 49ers announced that they were going to re-sign cornerback Jason Verrett. I believe they got him for the veteran minimum on a one-year deal. I think Daniel and I are both, both pretty happy with this news. I'm, I'm excited to have Verrett back. He struggled with injury, but when he has been healthy, he's, he's been really good. And it's, it seems like we got him at a good price. So I don't, I don't mind bringing him back and I'm, I'm excited about it. Daniel, what are your thoughts on the Verrett situation? Uh, I do not mind whatsoever. I'm actually very excited about it. Um, we like Verrett. Uh, he has definitely showed out, hit out on his time with the Niners um, in, a, in a very positive way until he was injured, which we knew, which we talked about. Tim and I were saying when, when he was signed in the first place, this was no surprise. We're bummed that it happened. But I think part of that was because he was our number one cornerback. And so there was a lot being asked of him and a lot depended on him. Now that we've got Traverius Ward, yeah. now that Emmanuel Mosley has stepped up a little more, now that, um, um, oh, I'm blanking. Why am I blanking? Amber, Amber Thomas. Thomas. My goodness, excuse me. I could only think Diamador Lenore. I'm like, no, nah, not sorry, bad Lenore. either, but Amber Thomas. Not bad is either. Better. But the fact that I think Thomas will play more than Verrett or put, like right about there. So now instead of being our number one cornerback in, on a very injured cornerback team where you yeah. need to play a lot, you're now one of the top four guys and third or fourth. And so you're going to get to not, you'll get to rest, hopefully take better care of himself. So he can, he can be the interception King that he was before he started getting really injured. So yeah, I really like it. I love the way like that John too. Lynch has, addre- has addressed the cornerback depth on our roster. I think it was very needed. That's something that, We've been talking that Niners fans have been talking about way before Timmy and I started doing this podcast about how we need cornerbacks. We need depth. We need help here. And I think seeing that addressed in the way it was with in last year's draft and this year's free agency signings and this year's draft, I'm feeling real good about the cornerback position. Yeah. I I'm fully with you. I think the 49ers did a great job handling the cornerback spot. Verrett has just had a really tough run of, of terrible injuries. I think he yeah. t- tore his ACL last season after in 2020, he was the 49ers true number one corner. So I agree with you putting him in a position where the 49ers don't have to rely on him, but can hopefully benefit from him if he's available to play, I think is a very, very yeah. smart move by Lynch in the front office. So I'm, I am very excited about that and to see what happens with that. The other big piece of news, it's it's out there. We've all been thinking about it. It's what's going on 
with Debo Samuel. He has not yet signed an extension. He has not yet been traded, but it seems but. like it seems like things are beginning to thaw. He has been I think he has refollowed the 49ers on Twitter, Instagram, all the social media handles, prompting we Trey gotta Lance follow back. To also, Trey Lance is very funny on Twitter, prompting Trey Lance to tweet at Debo, <laughs> like, hey, Debo, we got to get whoever's watching your Instagram to watch my girls or something like that. Oh, I saw and that. That was great. And then Debo has just been like replying to people or Trey Lance has just been replying to people who are like tweeting that Debo is going to be traded saying like, please don't. So just Trey, like, I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, it seems like good. that situation is thawing. Fred Warner came out and said something to the effect of like, yeah, I fully expect him to be back. Like he's got a matter of time. Yeah, he's like, he's got to get this figured out on his own, but it's just a matter of time. He said, he's like, I'm pretty sure Trey and George Kittle have been talking to him regularly. So it it sounds like that this was like, we we said it might be a lot more on the agent side, negotiation side of things than Debo taking things as personally as he, as he said. So again, anything can happen, but I really think the 49ers would have traded him during the draft if they thought they were going to need to. And I think the fact that it, it seems like things are warming. I don't know if I expect him to be signed any, any time soon, but I think this is a very, very good, good omen for the 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we said from the start, it's going to be a long, a long ways out. If this, if he was not, if the deal was not reached before the draft, which we didn't really seem likely, if anything happened before or during the draft, it was going to be a trade is what I believe. So we've got time. Rookie camp is just starting. And so it's, we're in that season of the NFL off season as they're preparing for the season where everyone's pretty much just chilling. No one wants to, to do big things, free agents who are still out there or trying to get signed. So they know where they're going soon. But yeah. this is kind of the point where like people are tired of, of doing a lot of work in the off season. So they're, this is their actual off season. And then they're going to start gearing up whenever whenever they see fit but uh yeah I, I do love the fact that the players are saying yeah it's only a matter of time before he signs you know we're gonna wow. get the Niners are gonna give him his money and he's gonna be with us again and there's nothing more we could ask for than a beautiful Debo Samuel contract yeah I I totally agree and the other one to keep an eye on is the Nick Bosa extension I think that'll that'll be signed this season as well I'm guessing negotiations have been ongoing and just haven't hit as big of a rough spot as they they did with Debo. The, the final piece of news was some Jimmy Garoppolo rumors. I th- believe it was Jeremy Fowler of ESPN came out and said, like, he still expects, he still thinks there's a chance that the Carolina Panthers go out and trade for a veteran quarterback. And he said that Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously we care more about Jimmy Garoppolo are, are both potentially on the table. So just just uh, that that's back out there. The idea of Jimmy G to the Panthers, which I think we had kind of written off when they drafted Matt Corral. And I think the third round of this season's draft, but Jeremy Fowler of ESPN at least seems to think that, that that's still alive. Daniel, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm pretty positive. Corral went in the fifth. Was it the no, fifth? Was that how? Ah, I, I don't know. They, they all fell way, way later than we thought. Cause Desmond Ritter was the next one drafted in the third round and then Malik Willis in the third round. So I think not that it truly matters, but it just shows to me if they're getting around the fifth round, that makes me feel like they do not feel good about him. If he fell that late. Yeah. Uh, Round, round three, pick 94 for Matt Corral. Okay. So I was wrong. My apologies. Maybe it was how that it was in the fifth. I was thinking of, but yeah, he played football. Quick looking up. 
He yeah. did. So th- this Jimmy news is not a new idea, but it has resurfaced. It's new news because it has resurfaced where the Panthers kind of seemed like they were out on a quarterback, but there was talk, there was quotes yeah. being thrown around that they're open to one of the veteran quarterbacks and they should be just because they drafted Corral and have Darnold does not mean, I mean, they still have potentially the worst quarterback room. Not, nah, I guess the Seahawks have the absolute worst quarterback yeah. room. And then the Panthers are 31st in the yeah, quarterback the, room. So the, the Seahawks are the other team that are getting like Baker Mayfield rumors. Obviously they're not getting Jimmy G rumors because they're in the same division. And it seems super unlikely that the 49ers and the Seahawks would make a trade, but yep. yeah. And the, but the Seahawks have also seemed to be totally comfortable with essentially punting this next season and just riding with Geno Smith or Drew Locke. See, it and, seems like they're comfortable riding Geno Smith and Drew Locke, but it also seems like they think they can win with them. That's uh, we'll we'll get we'll break down the division at some point. Talk Seahawks, but yes, I'm not sure. I think most people think they're punting the season. I'm not sure the Seahawks think they're punting the season. Yeah, I think that's classic Pete Carroll. Um, but it's just it's just funny to me the ways that they they do appear to to be doing that, but um. I, I do think that, you know, as you said, divisional team, Jimmy's not an option to them. So we're totally fine if Baker does it because then the Panthers are literally the only team in the world who might want Jimmy. And we certainly need that to happen. But Timmy, I want to ask, I just thought of a question, something I want to talk about. I've been seeing a lot of reports lately about Trey Lance is not ready and the 49ers staff is underwhelmed with him. What do we think of this? Do we believe it? Do we give this any attention? What do we think here? I I don't know why we give it any attention. I feel like the 49ers staff has proven to be one of the more tight-lipped coaching staffs in the NFL. I When was the last time we heard a rumor from them that was true? That was the big thing for me is yeah. remembering that they don't, they don't leak many things. They don't, no. they're not big talkers. They put their heads down and they work. So I think that a lot of this, this talk is just coming from, and if they were underwhelmed, if they were underwhelmed, why did they openly admit a month, two months ago at the, that they were looking to trade Jimmy? I mean, yeah, they, they have Kyle Shanahan has said in a press conference that they were looking to trade Jimmy. If they were underwhelmed, why would they trade the quarterback that took them to the NFC championship last season? And be so open about it. No, I'm with you. I just, I wanted to hear you say it. I wanted to make sure that that was the same thought. And I mean, I we think saw a trade play for like six quarters of football last year. And I was not over six halves of football last season. And I was not underwhelmed. Like, no, was it perfect? No, but I'm just so sick and tired of people uh, picking apart this, this poor rookie who yeah. has barely had any experience and they're saying he's not ready. He's not ready. And I'm like, 22 years tells old. You? Yeah. I'm like, Trevor Lawrence was the first overall pick. And of course he's the starter. He had a pretty horrible year. Yes. He's on a much worse team, but no one is picking him apart. Everyone's giving him his time to develop same thing with Zach Wilson. I feel like same thing with Justin Fields. I think it's this, it's just the Bay area team. It's just the Niners have a target on their back and they love to pick apart Trey Lance. So I think the fact that the Jimmy Garoppolo trade rumors have resurfaced and not just, you know, the rumors have never gone away. That's always been kind of the plan, but there's, there's some real meat on these rumors, I, I believe. And so I think that comes to show no Trey is, Ready, they are going to go with Trey, whether he is 100% polished or not. He's their guy. I mean, 
Do I think there's some weird scenario in which Kyle Shanahan decides to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo? Maybe, but I, I don't think they're underwhelmed by, by Trey Lance. Sure. Um, my but kind of part two question, they, they tie into my head. They might not might not make as much sense else, elsewhere, but so Debo Samuel waiting for a contract, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of talk lately about the wide receivers becoming the new running backs in terms of you draft them high, you use them for their rookie contract, and then you let them go and sign somewhere else. So there's talk about wide receivers being the new thing. We saw that happen to AJ Brown. There's just talk. I'm not saying I necessarily yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Debo's going to need big money. Bosa, obviously going to need big money. Garoppolo is stealing big money. So how much those three guys, how much do you think that the Debo Samuel contract is being held up by still having Jimmy's contract and not have yet extending Bosa? Yeah, I actually, I, I think that has been exaggerated a little. David Lombardi of, of the athletic has, has kind of gone to battle with this, that, that take on Twitter a few times. And I think he might've a piece out about it. And he, he's pointed out that, that John Lynch said in his owner's meeting press conference, that having Jimmy on the team, wasn't going to affect Debo and Nick Bosa's extension. And he basically said like, look, like most of our extensions, we wind up actually having smaller cap hits in the first year. And Fred Warner's a great example of that. Fred Warner's cap yes. hit actually went down after he signed his record breaking extension for the linebacker position. And I think, yep. I think that that's important to keep in mind is that is that I actually that it's probably likely that the guy that both of those players wind up having smaller cap hits. Now, the fact that the 49ers are on track to probably break positional records for multiple positions of contracts is not great. I don't think Debo is necessarily going to reset the wide receiver market. I think it's not impossible that he's trying to get the largest wide receiver contract of all time. I don't, I don't think he's going to get it. Nick Bosa, however, I fully expect to become the highest paid defensive player in the NFL because that's what happens every single year. The guy who gets his extension sets, sets the last record. I think TJ Watt has the, the record for highest paid defensive player. I expect Nick Bosa to break that. So I, in that sense, I do think it could be factoring in, but I don't think the Jimmy Garoppolo factor is huge just because the 49ers have proven again and again how smart they can be with managing cap hits. So I don't, it doesn't seem like they're super concerned about that. No, I'm with you. I agree. Um, I, I honestly got so much peace when John Lynch said in that press conference that Jimmy's contract does not affect Debo and Bosa. I found it hard to believe because Jimmy's contract is so big, but yeah, it's like he just kind of have to say that. Totally. It, that's what it felt like at first, just because we're going to riot if it does, where it's like, cut yeah. the man, get rid of this contract so that we can pay these guys who were actually like really, really good at football. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. I, I don't know if we've truly talked about it on the show. I think that you and I have talked about it ourselves, or I've talked about it with others, other Niners fans, but they said, you know, they've asked the tough question that we've thought at times to say, we only have money for one extension. Is it, is it Debo Samuel or is it Nick? Is it, excuse me, is it Nick Bosa? And I don't like being asked that question, but because I'll answer of, it. it's Nick Bosa. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a question. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, I, think, I don't like the question, but I'm, I, I'm with that. I think Debo Samuel is a truly gifted and unique, unique player. Mm -hmm. 
Nick Bosa is probably the best player in the NFL at his position. Debo's probably top 10, maybe top five. He's not number one. I don't think you can make even an argument that Debo's the best wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe the best yeah. at what he does. Maybe the best for the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Maybe the best for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Maybe. But he is not the best in the NFL. Nick Bosa is has a chance to be the best pass rusher in the NFL if he's not already. Uh-huh. And I think because of that, I think you have to take Nick Bosa. You, you sign Nick Bosa over Debo Samuel if you have to. Now, I all signs point to the 49ers being able to pull off both. And I, it's, see, I think they're going to be able to pull off both extensions. However, if you have to take one, you, you take Bosa. And that sucks to hear. And Debo, please don't hear what we're not saying. I really hope Debo doesn't listen to this podcast because maybe it'll turn him off of the 49ers. I want Debo back on the 49ers more than anything. He's one of my favorite NFL players to watch in a really, really long time. And I think he unlocks Kyle Shanahan's offense in, in incredible ways. And what he does is so unique. And so, yeah. and so beneficial to the 49ers offense, but he's not a top, he's not a top, 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 top player at his position. Nick Bosa is probably the best pass rusher in the NFL. And, and I, I think, don't, I don't think that's biased, but he's definitely top three, top four, top five. Absolutely. I think I could name you five receivers that I'd rather have than, than Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. or that are better receivers, at least better receivers. And that's hard because, because Debo's monster year this last year wasn't at a classic receiver, right? You know, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, um, yeah. Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, those guys are, are through and through receivers. And Debo can can do the receiver things. He can great. be great. He's a great receiver. But he popped off by being able to be a true hybrid. And that's why he was so dangerous. That's why the Niners were so dangerous is because they didn't know how they were going to use him every other play. And I just think if you take that away, if you take the whole running game out of his game and what the fact that he can do both, how that affects a defense and their mindset, not as good. Still great, but you know, there's there's other guys I'd rather have, right? Yeah. And, and I I think Nick Bosa is a truly like generation. Not not that Debo's not a generational talent, but Nick Bosa is the maybe the generational talent at this position. I mean, when you watch like PFF consistently grades him out, I think is the best pass rusher in the NFL and finding, finding that talent at this kind of position, that generational talent that seems to be graded at number one every year. That is, I think harder to find at this position. So part of this is a positional difference where sure, you know, great receivers come along all the time is what it seems like. And good edge rushers come along all the time, but True, true, solid defensive ends is is something that we don't see as much. Yeah, no, I I I think the 49ers would would agree with us on that. Now, I don't think it comes to that point. I really, really don't. I, I can't, yeah. I don't I fully expect Debo to resign, but and we we've Beautiful. talked about I think we've talked about before. I think Debo's great. I'm not sure Debo's like he he needs to sign this. It it makes total sense to me that he is trying to capitalize on this season because. I don't know if he'll do it again. He's had a hard time staying healthy. He, this was a way, maybe this was a truly like unique season. I just, I don't know. I have a hard time. It's the same thing. Like when I, when I draft fan in fantasy football in a redraft league, I want my first round pick to be on a guy who's done it at least twice. I don't want to take yeah. a first, I don't want to take a first round pick on a guy who's coming off one year as a top three running back or a top three wide receiver. I want someone who's done it multiple times. And that's kind of how I feel about Debo. It's fair. It's fair. Hey, let's keep moving. 
Yeah, let's talk pending remaining NFL free agents that we think would be good picks for the 49ers. There's there's some really still some pretty top name NFL yeah. free agents out there. There's some um, huge some huge names. Yeah, but the the bummer for me is that a lot of I believe that a lot of the names out there are not guys for us. A lot of the top names, I mean. There's a lot of guys totally. who I I don't believe are are smart picks for the Niners. Um, So Timmy and I talked about, we each picked three ish uh, free agents. We think think is three ish. That would be good free agent picks for the Niners moving forward in the off season, preparing for this next season. And some of those big names aren't necessarily exactly uh, perfect fits for us, but so we had to kind of sift through and, and pick some guys that, were better fits for us. Um, so, and I, I have mine in order. So, Timmy, do you want to hit us with your your number one top free agent signing that you would like to see happen for the Niners? Yeah, I would like the 49ers to sign offensive guard Eric Flowers, who most recently was playing left guard for the Washington football team, now the Commanders. And I would like the 49ers to sign him. I think after losing Lake and Tomlinson, I think we've talked about the fact that I don't like some of our offensive line depth. I like our left tackle. And I think some of the other guys are not, not as great. And we couldn't bring back Tomlinson. And we have guys like Aaron Banks, some younger guys who haven't really proven it. I think bringing in a guy like Flowers, who has been a consistent, pretty solid starter for a little while now in the NFL and is, is still a pending free agent, I would like to bring him in and he I'm just confirming how long he's been in the NFL. He's 28 years old. He was drafted in 2015. He's bounced around a bit in, in the league, but he's been a pretty consistent guy. And I, I think he'd be good to, to bring in maybe on a one-year deal, let him fill in for Lake and Tomlinson for a bit. He's one of those guys I have on my kind of second list that I just put, put some other names down that could be in the conversation, but I will say Eric Flowers, I don't remember where he was drafted, but I remember it being pretty high. And so he's pretty ninth much been overall. Talking, ninth overall. And so while I think, well, I know he has never played to that pedigree where to be the ninth overall pick. So he's largely been talked about as a bust because I don't think he's played at ninth overall um, ability before. But I do think for the role that you laid out for a one-year deal, in replacement of Lincoln Tomlinson, maybe we can draft uh, an interior. Uh, maybe Aaron lineman. Banks can develop. Yeah. So uh, Eric Flowers would be the definition of a bridge, right? Just like Jimmy Garoppolo was kind of a bridge quarterback in a way. I don't think that was, was the intent, but that's kind of what he was at least this last year. And that's what we've seen with some other positions. Totally. Um, I only like the air. I would only like the Eric Flowers signing for that reason. Yeah. If we were like, hey, four-year deal, I'd be like, oh no, we're screwed. Our O-line did not just get a lot better. Yeah. So Flowers is there. Um, for my number one overall free agent, hopeful signing. I had center, former Browns center, JC. Is it Treader? I, I have Treader. Yeah. I figured I, I have Treader as well. I mean, he, he's thought- an all-pro. I didn't think you'd put that because the the thing with Treader is we don't know if Alex Mack is coming back. So I was like, oh, I'll sneak this one in because if we don't, if Alex Mack retires, then I think we should sign JC Treader. Yeah, no, I mean, 
signing Treader before Mac retires would be kind of silly because they're two. I mean, Alex Mack was one of the best. Did Alex Mack make the all decade team? Yeah, he was the center on the he all did. decade team. He was also the Cleveland Browns former center. Really? Yeah, I think wasn't he on the Browns before he came to the Niners? I only know of the Falcons. Um, but I mean, Mac is incredible. He's also 35, just got married. You know, was it Kyle who was saying that? Hey, he was he's on his honeymoon. I'm not gonna reach out and say, Are you coming back? Yeah, uh, been in the league since 2009. 2009 in a center. I mean, that's that's a lot of work. So uh regardless, I think this is the last year on Max contract. So I think it might have been I a three not, year, but was it okay? I'm, I'm so checking. Either way, I yeah, would three like three-year deal better. that he signed last March. Okay, Alex so there Mack. is two more if he decides to play it fully. But I, I would like to see a star center or at least a a good center fill Max role. Um, and if that has to be now, then great. Take Treader while he's there. Move Treader or Mac to to guard. Maybe have them like split time. I don't know. I just I want a good center, and if Mac's not there, I want a good one. So, yeah, uh, former former Panthers center uh, Matt Paradis is also pretty good. I think he's not as good as Treader, but he was just another name where those are the top two centers available, and I'm pretty positive they'll be able to play guard as well. So maybe we ask them to slide over and play guard for a year yeah. or two while Mac is center, or they switch. I don't know, but yeah, the I want to see a signing in the offensive line. My only other thoughts on the center thing is, is if Mac truly does retire and it, it sounds like it's still up in the air, the 49ers really only have Nick Sakelge, a rookie out of Fordham and mm. Donovan West, who was an undrafted free agent, who's getting a lot of buzz as a potential center replacement. The 49ers gave him a hundred grand guaranteed, which is, I really don't think he should have gone undrafted. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot of talk that like, Oh, if we lose Mac, it's, it's West. And I just don't think, I think the 49ers want a veteran center for, for so many reasons, but yep. mainly because a, a good center can really, really help a young quarterback. Because if you yeah. if you can have a great center, they can take a lot of that responsibility for calling out protections and O-line shifts and a lot of these things that, that can fall on a rookie and add an extra burden. And if you can have a center who can take even a little bit of that, it can really, really ease the transition for, for a young starter. So I really think the 49ers want, want Mac back and I want Mac back return of the Mac would be great. That's what we'll call our episode. If he decides not to retire. And it sounds to me yeah. like it might be leaning that way, but I'm with you. I think we got to sign a guy like Treader if he, yeah. if he's available and in the 49ers don't and Mac doesn't return. I just, I can't imagine going with a rookie, especially a rookie of the draft capital that we, that we took if if we had taken Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa, who's thought of as like the uh, best center prospect of of maybe ever, ever like <laughs> yeah yeah, then I'd be a little more okay going with a rookie. But I he went in the first round of the Ravens, so I twenty fourth overall. Yeah, I think the forty nine the highest for a center. I think it's it's got to be pretty high. I think I think yep. some may have gone higher, but I, it's the forty niners have to be looking at bringing in a free agent like Treader if Mac. If, Do you if think Mac doesn't return? Timmy, do you think that the Niners wouldn't ask Mac to come back because his butt's too sweaty? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a serious concern with the football, uh, the rain game situation, as Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo described it. Yeah, r- listeners, if that didn't make sense to you, uh, Alex Mack had to put towels in his pants during the games. And he because, would change towels after every yeah. offensive series. 
because he was too sweaty and sometimes the ball would slip out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands or his hands because his butt was so sweaty. Gosh. Alex, we, we love you. We're not trying to expose you. It's, it's just awesome. Good good thing he didn't work with Tom Brady because Tom Brady is famous for like he will pull his centers aside and like specifically tell them how he wants them to put a towel up their butt to avoid sweat that's on the ball. so funny. Which I mean, that's, well, <laughs> that's that margin that you got to chase if you want to be a truly, uh, truly great quarterback. Um, so good. Well, I'll move on to my next guy who I also yeah, let's, think come on, is, let's keep this rolling. I also think is a little bit of a cheat code. So we'll see if you think this is a valid answer. But the 49ers, we talked a bit about how we're really happy with how John Lynch has addressed the cornerback position. One of the positions that hasn't been addressed in the same way is safety in the defensive. Back. I like the way you think, Timmy. And I have a guy who I think is a bit of a cheat code because he was on the 49ers last year. But I have the 49ers re-signing Jaquaski Tart safety mainly just because I don't think it's fair to let the man's last memory, uh, let our last memory of him as a 49er be him dropping an interception that would have sent the Niners to the Super Bowl. But I also think he's been experienced at this position. Maybe we bring him back for one more year while we let a guy like Talanoa Hufanga develop. And yeah, so I'd, I'd like to see Jaquaski Tart come back. And so he's my number, my second free agent. I want the 49ers to go after. Well, after JC Treader was actually my next one, but. Okay. Hey, are you ready for my next one? Jaquaski Tart? Because it's Jaquaski Tart. <laughs> uh, it's Jaquaski Tart. It's So what I told Timmy is number one signing for me was center. And if that's JC Treader, if that's Matt Paradis, yeah. that's cool. And that's kind of assuming Mac's not coming back. But even if he does, I still would love to see one of these. But if he comes back, they slide down the depth chart of my personal desire sure. for signing a free agent. Next position is safety. And I would love Jaquaski Tart to come back. Someone that I liked earlier in his career because he was fun and a massive hitter, but not necessarily the greatest in coverage, Landon Collins. He was most recently on the Washington football team as well. I don't even remember who was drafted by. I want to say it was the New York Giants. I also um, want to say it was the New York Giants. So I think it's a safe bet that that's correct. He's one of those guys where he's kind of a Dante Whitner. Listeners, if anyone remembers Dante Whitner, where he's probably going to get a lot of tackles, but he's probably going to blow a lot of coverages as well. And that's not necessarily what you want from your safety. I would love for them to be get to be racking up the tackles, but yeah. we have such good linebackers to where I don't really need them to be monstrous in the tackle totally. column. Um, I would love just for them to not give up a lot of touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> I was reading, I don't even remember what article last night and I was just reminded of all the times that Jimmy Ward runs his mouth. And I like, I just kind of want to lovingly say, I don't think he has the, the right to do that as much as he does the way he's talked trash talked to Tyreek Hill or other guys in terms of his coverage. Cause I would not say it is awesome. And so that's part of why I'm hesitant on Collins. You know, Tart is not a, a glamorous signing either. Um, but we certainly need help in the safety room. Um, we cannot enter the season with the guys we have. We need someone there. So totally. Collins or Tart are really the only only top ones left. Safety yeah. is not a lot of safeties left. So and I, I think I just give the edge to Tart because why not keep a guy who's familiar with the room, with the coaching staff? Why not? Absolutely. And, and George Odom was really is really the only move the 49ers made it at safety. And I think he's thought of a bit more as maybe a special teamer kind of guy, but 
I don't, I don't see him. I don't want him to be a starter. I don't see him being a starter. Yeah. All right. My last guy, this was my fourth bonus guy, bit of a home run swing, but why not? I think the 49ers should sign wide receiver Julio Jones. I knew you were going to say Julio Jones. Most recently with the Tennessee Titans. I just looked at it and I started thinking uh, Julio, obviously most famously from the Falcons, uh, had one of his best seasons ever with offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan, now the 49ers head coach, obviously. So I I think there is a, a an opportunity for Julio to come in and not have to carry the load of being like a true number one. He was not great on the Titans last year, but what people don't remember is he battled a serious amount of injuries and was still good at times. He's when he's healthy, he's still a, a top, top, top talent at the position. Do the 49ers need another receiver? Not necessarily, but you think about would the it be Super- nice? Yeah, you think about the Super Bowl run a few years ago and they brought in Emmanuel Sanders to be a veteran presence. He was right around the same age Julio is now, just to be a guy who they knew they could count on when they needed it. And I think that's important. Speaking of Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders was my third guy. Kind of kind of sort of where if it was like a veteran minimum, like hey come be a 49er again, come hang out and like maybe catch a few balls. Yeah. I think he was great. Um, in his last few seasons, a little bit that he played, um, I thought it would more be fun. I think my, I had, I listed a few guys that were options. I couldn't really decide on the third guy that much, but again, if we're going more the position I want addressed, Sanders is kind of an option. Julio Jones is definitely an option. Only if we can pay him, a, a shocking, a shocking low amount for yeah. what he probably deserves. I think but that's with his prob- age and injuries. That's that's all he should be getting. I think that's probably reliant too on him, like wanting to reunite with Shanahan. Yeah, and Alex Mack, and and Alex Mack. If the obviously if the 49ers trade Debo, this completely goes out the window. Wide receiver is <sighs> the number one position to address. But I just kind of think the team could benefit from a veteran presence who who knows what they're doing and mm-hmm. can get the job done. And that that's Julio, who I think is a tier above Emmanuel Sanders. But I think Emmanuel Sanders fits that as well. I think there's just a benefit to having a guy who can go out there and get the job done. And not that I don't like our th- three right now of, of Debo, Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings, but we just know how Kyle Shanahan can turn on a receiver at a moment's Mm -hmm. notice for one sloppy route, one missed block, one dropped pass. And so having a guy like Julio that Shanahan has worked with and that is a true, has been one of the generational talents at his position. And maybe he still can have flashes of that. I think would be, would be nice to have not to mention that he is just a completely different body type than the rest of the 49ers receivers. Really this like 49er, like we have big guys, but someone who's just huge and a true, just like incredible athlete, like Julio. And maybe Julio has got a little more in the tank. I think last season might've been more struggles with injury than people People think I'd, I'd like to see Julio back Julio on the 49ers. It'd be fun. Okay. I just remembered last night as I was trying to figure out which I was really stuck on this third, this third player or third position, if you will, with receivers, I forgot who I truly wanted. I left Emmanuel Sanders there, but I forgot that. And no, it is not Odell. I don't think the Niners would sign him, but I don't think it's completely out of the question if they decided they wanted to add him and kind of go big this season. I think Odell and Debo are somewhat friends. I don't know. Uh, but the receiver that I would truly, truly love to see the Niners sign for at a small deal, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is a free agent and I think could actually fit into the Niners system well. 
he's an older wide receiver now with uh, long, luscious blonde hair. So I'm biased to that. And would love to see that man on the Niners simply for that reason. And I, th- I think he's just kind of bouncing around trying to find a home to finish his career. And I don't know truly how old he is. He's got to be 29, 30, if not older, he's been around and he's been a playmaker. He's all, he's been a great second or third receiver for the Cowboys, the bills, whoever. Um, and so I think he would be a great third receiver for the Niners and split some time with Jennings. Totally. Yeah. I think it seems like we both recognize and kind of want to get a veteran presence in that receiver room. Cause Debo is, maybe the most experienced receiver on the 49ers right now, who's like been, you know, an actual receiver, not like primarily a special teamer kind of guy. So I think, I think a veteran presence in there would be real, real nice to have. So yeah, I absolutely I, agree. I do have some breaking, some breaking news for the 49ers. Did something actually happen on our podcast? Something did happen, but it's not, it's not like a huge, Ugh. a huge deal, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have hired 49ers VP, Ethan Wauf, W-A-U-G-H. Sorry, Ethan as an assistant GM and that is going to take up. Yeah. He's worked on the 49ers on, I think the player personnel kind of side. So it's, he's leaving the front office to go over to the Jaguars. So that shakes up. Yeah. Shake. Yeah. He's going to apparently he's worked with bulky before he's been with San Francisco since 2005. So that's a, uh, that's a change, not a huge deal. I don't think, but a little bit of a, a little bit of movement going on. I think there's been a lot of rumors over, potential moves with the 49ers front office for a while. Adam Peters is obviously the name that gets um that gets tossed around a lot as a guy who's probably next in line to get a to get a GM job or maybe take over if if John Lynch goes back to the broadcasting booth like he apparently considered with when Amazon offered him the bag. But yeah, so that's a little bit of news, but nothing nothing crazy. Hey man, I got I got two more quick notes for us. One note is with the with all the schedules coming out, and I know we already talked a little bit of schedule, but I, I feel like we forgot to note that the Niners have five primetime games. And I think that's tied with the majority of the other teams, right? Is five the most, or are there some teams that have six? I'm not I'm not sure, but that's definitely a decent amount. I know that the Niners are at least in the much higher end of primetime games. So that's fun. That'll be good to watch. I believe there is one team... I think it is sadly the Detroit Lions have either one or none. I think they have no primetime games. I think they don't have a single one. And then there's one or two other teams that only have one, but that's cool. We love that. We get five primetime games. That'll be fun to to hang out with all the new announcer booths. I think every primetime has a new seriously has a new announcing duo. I'm, I'm excited for the Monday night football booth, which is a bummer because I liked the Manning cast, but I'm definitely going to watch Aikman. I think Aikman buck are the best duo that announce games. I think Aikman is the best color commentary guy. Although I think I fully expect the new Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, Amazon prime Thursday night football announcing booth to probably become my favorite just because I think Herbstreet has always been great. And I think Al Michaels is maybe the best play-by-play guy to ever do it. So I think, I think that's going to be a really, really fun booth, but the Aikman buck booth has just, I think they've really improved in the past couple of years. I think they've become my favorite booth. So them taking over Monday night football, I think should be really fun. I'm actually not sure off the top of my head, who's taking over Sunday night football. I assume it's going to be Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. And I'm not, I'm definitely not as excited about that as I was for Al Michaels. Chris, I kind of put up with Collinsworth. I feel like to watch, to, to hear Michaels. So I think it'll be weird to not see them together. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be strange, but Al Michaels has done it for for so long. 
um, that Forever. Thursday night football booth. I'm excited to, to hear for the first time. But remember, you have to have Amazon Prime now to watch Thursday night football. So. <sighs> Very annoying to me. But yeah, except local it, games, I think are going to be broadcast. But we're getting okay. way far off the 49ers here. My last thought. I read an article and it talked about they gave their opinion on who's the most underrated 49er. And I wanted to, for us to think about ours. I will tell you the articles. The article said it was Emmanuel Mosley is their most underrated 49er. So I want us to just think for a second about yours. I can, I feel like Mosley is an easy pick because we have so many guys like Debo, Bosa, Warner. Those guys are not underrated. Trent Williams, not underrated. Like they're both said Williams and Warner very clearly and Debo are very clearly the top or top Kill. five, 10, whatever. Like they get their credit. And it was hard. I'm like, man, with those guys out of the picture, like who is the most underrated? You know, I'm trying to think and like, okay, you can't say, you can't say Traverius Ward. He hasn't even played for the Niners yet. Um, so it was a tough, it was a tough question for me of like, okay, if I don't agree with Mosley being it, I don't think I do. This is just going to make me sad, but I think from last season, I would have said DJ Jones, who is no longer on the 49ers, but I think that would have been my answer. DJ Jones was probably the most underrated 49er last season. That's fair. Yeah. So I don't know who I would take now. Who's still on the team. My thought was my first instinct, just because I'm in love with our quarterback, uh, sorry, quarterbacks, linebackers is what was supposed to come out of my mouth. Um, whether it's Dre Greenlaw or Aziz Alshire. Yeah, I think Alshire popped, popped out at me is a good answer. One of those two. Or if you take another spin on it, obviously Elijah Mitchell gets conversations. But with how insane of a rookie year he had, especially with his injuries, yeah, I, th- I think that he could just deserve more hype or higher ranking. I think that's totally fair. I think Jawan Jennings is a name that could be could be thrown mm, out as that's well. True. Really stepped up and does a lot of does a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily get noticed. I'm sure there's some special teamers who probably probably deserve mention. I think Jamichael Hasty really was the 49ers third down back last season, and I think deserves some credit for the pass blocking, receiving work he was doing. Maybe we a, can just all agree that it, it's truly Robbie Gold. Yeah. No, I have a name for most underrated 49er. Who's that? Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't that's, think. That's fair. I And I think I fall into this, but I think especially with Trey Lance and the, the injuries, I think I don't think enough we take enough time to step back and say, this man has taken the 49ers basically on back-to-back deep playoff runs that the seasons he's been healthy and played a, a solid, played a majority of games. Like, yeah. And battled through injury, led the team. Yes, much more of a game manager. Totally. All those criticisms are fair. And I, I think it's time to, to send him on his way. But I mean, I think he really, really deserves more credit and on what he did for the 49ers, how he handled everything with class. He could have been a disaster. Last season could have been a disaster with someone of less character than, than Jimmy G. So I, and I think his quality of play, does not, does not get enough mention. He deserves to be a starter in this league. And he was a big part of the 49ers success, those two playoff runs. And so I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy is probably the actual answer to be honest. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think he'll ever get the credit that he truly deserves for that, but no, we could we could start a whole a whole new podcast on that, but it's probably the nicest now, thing I've ever said about Jimmy Garoppolo on this podcast. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, we yeah. would love to see him do well in another home. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners. 
Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We'll be back here in two weeks, maybe sooner. Something crazy happens. Keep an eye on the Twitters for all your breaking Debo Samuel and other 49ers relevant news. And uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Daniel, any parting thoughts? We're getting excited for for our season. Is is it? It feels so far away, but it's coming. But yeah, I echo I echo t- Timmy's usual. Stay safe out there. A little extra today. Yeah. See you later.